Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 137 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. I am not your bad boy, not Ryan Fox. Uh, he is currently laid out on bed rest. Uh, we told him he's got to sleep away the Rona, and he is very sadly doing that. Um, but uh, today is Thursday, November 2nd, and with me, Chidokuro, uh, is Jared. Hey, Chad, man. Uh, two men in this podcast this time. We've done it in the past. Uh, me and Fox even held one down. I and mean, you and Fox is also two men. So every now and then we just step it up and uh, we just shoulder the extra load. Yep. And uh, we definitely got some heavy topics to talk about. We got a little bit into it, but we, but we paused on uh, on YouTube so that we could talk about it here. Um, because we definitely, since there's no twid, um, there's a lot more other things that we can talk about for sure this week. But uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget you can also take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Be sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, and do all the stuff that Mr. Not Ryan Fox tells you to do. Uh, send us a bungee friend requests, links in the description, and join the Discord and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and before we get into this, time for our intro music from everybody's favorite link who you can find on twitter at link of time g Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. And right there is where Ryan's going to spice in some stuff and do some fancy things. But uh, get right into it here. What happened this week, Jared? All right. So Monday, uh, October 30th, you know, I think a lot of people was just like getting the Halloween costumes put away from the weekend. Or maybe making sure to squeeze out a couple more days for that week. However, if you walked into the office before you even got to the office on Monday morning, if you was a Bungie employee, you could have had a 15-minute meeting that got installed onto your calendar without you knowing. And that was your uh, that was your goodbye meeting. That was you getting fired. You getting canned. So um, some pity from pretty big members of uh, Bungie, I would say, that especially that the community knows of. Uh, Leanna, Sam, uh, those are the two community managers. Uh, they, they got let go. Um, I think that leaves behind Bruno and Cosmo as part of the two community team that's left. Um, also, Mr. Bennett got let go. He was like, a, he was a big guy. Uh, like put Forsaken together and moved on to Marathon for the past few years. Uh, so you've got a lot of, commu- lot of members that then, everybody uh, knows on Twitter, right? Salvatore, too, I believe, the music yeah. the music man himself. So, um, I mean, the score for Final Shape is done, and I think it's being mastered and stuff like that, but uh, that's a blow because the music in Destiny has is, is been top-notch. The music in Halo has been top-notch, and... and um, Salvatore has been on, on the boat for, for a long time. Um, so that's, it's tough. And one of the things that's always been really solid 
is is one of like the major minds on it is is gone so we'll see what happens in in uh i guess episode two that's going to be the first thing that they're doing without any Mm. any kind of any of the people that were just let go is is going to be episode two but uh yeah that just getting an email and being like all right yeah uh here's your time slot for what a private meeting yeah, and then, yeah, but, you uh, know, co- companies always ask you to like turn in a two week notice that's never reciprocated back from the company to you. Doesn't need to be, does it? That's how yeah. it is here in corporate America. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. Um, all right, so that was Monday. If I kind of just scrambling and seeing all the people that's got laid off and like I've seen a lot of support of people like reaching out to the people that got laid off and saying that you know need to talk, reach out. Um and I know that, you know, there's a lot of these bigger name content creators actually had relationships, you know, working relationships with some of these people that they might not, you know, really ever talk to again or, you know, be around. So that sucks uh for them. Now moving on to Tuesday, Halloween, ten thirty one, more information came out about the layoffs and in total it ended up being about a hundred employees and that's 8% of Bungie's workforce got laid off. And then I believe there was a couple of reports on Bloomberg that the revenue was down by 45% from expected. And here's the, the time that I was actually, I was like, oh, wow, that's actually a decent number of only 8% got cut from a 45% revenue a drop of what they expected it to be at. Um, so part of me at this point was I'm, I'm glad there was only 8%, and I think it could have been a lot worse. Uh, now, th- I think that's the the only if there was a silver lining, anything that came out of this was, which is that number being compared to one to like cause and effect of that. Um, but the rest of the information came out. There was nothing better, nothing else. Good. It was Pete Parsons saying to the team that we kept the right people working on destiny Two. <laughs> kind of like, um, those people we let go really didn't impact the game impact like the office or something like which um understand of trying to rally your troops but i think that was a tad too early and the wound was a little too open at that point to throw out that line yep they definitely uh definitely not the message you want to you you want to as as a ceo if you want to seem very like down to earth and and uh and like your heart is bleeding for the people. Like he said that it hurts to let these people go to say something. The the words were just wrong because it, it backhanded the people on their way out. Um, especially with, uh, there are lots of, there, I think there's a couple of reports of people being shooed out so quickly that they weren't able to, um, exchange contact information with people in the office that they, that they knew. But, um, since they saw them at work so much, they never shared like, phone numbers or emails or personal emails or whatever. 
Um, and they weren't able to even send out like a work email to the person because they people would get to the desk and have it be locked out all credentials. And uh, man, this <laughs> we kept the right people. It's like okay, it's like yeah. these people were gone a day. You can't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, the could have just completely left yet. that out. If they left that out a hundred percent, it would have been fine. But man. Yeah. Um also, uh the next day, Wednesday, as officially no was yesterday, there's some more reports came out about what's been going on at Bungie, you know, and you know, as these things develop, as you know, employees get frustrated with upward management and what's going on to their to their friends in their daily work life, they're gonna be more likely to leak stuff to the press and leak stuff to these content creators, content creators of what's actually going on at Bungie. Um, one of those things was that Bungie had a secret um, showcase to Tarkov a lot of Tarkov content creators about Marathon. And how the game was at the time, and um, at towards the end of it, they asked the people that attended the summit, uh, "Would they play that game starting today, marathon like as is?" And nobody raised their hand. Um, that means that marathon's not in a great place as of right now. Part probably part of the reason that it got pushed back. We haven't even brought that up yet, Chad, but we'll bring it up here soon. Um, a, lot, a final shot, final shit getting pushed. Before we get to that, just one other thing to cover is that um, there was a lot of frustrations voiced from uh, the people that were fired or people that's already left Bungie in the past, like DMG, of them straight up telling management the things they needed to do to fix the game or and the reason to buy revenues down. Player retention is terrible. Uh, people are not coming back to the game as they used to with with Lightfall, and and stuff they needed to get it fixed. And management ignored the requests, and thus resulting in um, layoffs and less revenue for the company. Um, you know, as most players will only see this as uh, what got delayed. And when are we getting new content? Because not everybody's tuned in to social media, uh, and the probably the lives are probably better for it, not being tuned into all that junk. But um, the final shape, according to the leaks, is getting delayed till June of 2024. Um, that is a four month um, delay making next season, season 23, expected to be about seven months long. And that's where we're at, leading into today. Now, Now, what what I can say is it's supposed to be like literally the second to last day of February. It could come out the first Tuesday of June, which would mean like a three months, Mm -hmm. but still, that's... That's a whole season yeah. of content. Yeah. All right. Um, there was no twid today. 
slash no twop. Um, the other times when they haven't put one out for is usually like Thanksgiving week, Christmas week, you know, major holidays. Really, people are not working. Um, but they did put out something today called Our Path Forward. Here, um, they're, they're saying that this week has been one of the most difficult difficult weeks in Bungie's history. And we parted ways with people we respect and admire. We spent this week supporting one another, including those um, who are at the studio, as well as friends and colleagues that are no longer, no longer there. <clears throat> they're going to acknowledge, they're acknowledging the feedback and concerns you have with Lightfall recent seasons, as well as your responses for the reveal of the final shape. We know they, uh, Bungie knows they have lost all trust and Destiny uh, needs to surprise and delight at the way it has in the past. And they haven't done enough uh, and that's going to change. Um, to make the next path very clear, um, Final Shape is going to be an unforgettable Destiny experience. And basically, it was, they assuring us it's going to be on the level of Forsaken, the Witch Queen, and the Taken King. As these are the, stan the standard of what they aim to be at. Um, in the weeks ahead, they'll be hearing... We'll be hearing about uh, what's on the short-term horizon and beginning with our next season in late November. Uh, they'll begin to unpack the team's bigger, badder, and brighter vision of the final shape, as well as the bridge we plan to build to take us all out of the darkness and into the light. See you, Starside, the Destiny 2 dev team. It's not a whole lot of there, but there is, you know, if you could summarize it, it's like, hey, we were still listening and we're sad about our friends that have gone away. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, and I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go two points here. Uh, because cause one of them is from pre-show that I definitely wanted to, to talk about and get Jared's point of view on it just to get his thoughts. Um, but we know now from internal reports that there are a lot of people that work on the team and that worked on the team now, past tense, um, that were listening. And I think part of that, like I said earlier, is is that they were players as well. Um, a project like this that you get to that you get to work on and stuff like that, you can't not play this game if you work on it. Just because it's it's and even if you don't like shooters, like if you're like, oh, I, I want to see what the story team worked on, you know, because like I'm on I'm on the art team. And so I drew all this stuff and I want to see what they did with it. Um, so like you maybe you just play the story and then like you stop playing. Um, you don't grind the game like if you're like players do but you play the game for the story and the music and all this stuff and and just to see what your coworkers have what you've all created together um but a lot of these these people that were trying to report to their their managers and upper management um player concerns we know now that they've been actively ignored 
that these reports literally got put on a shelf and then dropped into a recycle bin. And um, they, they've only made changes to minor things. Some things that are like, oh yeah, we've wanted this change, but it's like we've wanted it for a long time. And it's like, oh yeah, they're listening. It's like, well, yeah, we did, you know, some of the, some of the more naive of us did believe that you were listening because some things did come out even though they were slow four or five years down the pipeline to make. But now it's like, well, your employees and past employees are telling us that you're actually not listening to them and they're the ones that are listening to us. <laughs> so, I mean... Yes, you can claim credit that you're listening, but if you're not doing anything about it, uh, I don't know, man. I don't think that credit really means much at that point. Um, yeah, it's um, I'm sorry, everybody's had a uh, a boss or two in their life where they they brought up an issue and be like, "Hey, this is going to be an issue unless you refix it now." And boss says, well, it ain't broke now. We're not changing it. You know, some time passes. It breaks or it gets caught and, you know, screw something up. And you look at that boss and you you just know, it's like, I told you. I told you this is going to happen now. Um, I know part of it is also heavy as the head that wears the crown. You know, they got, usually bosses have a lot going on. They got a lot of people to answer to. And the thing that's different now in Destiny than in the past is they got answers with Sony. They got benchmarks. They got a hit for Sony. You know what? You know, not hitting that that revenue is going to result in them having to let some people go. Um, would this have happened if they didn't get bought by Sony? I mean, that's just. I mean, that's something I would love to be able to, to look and see and see what actually would have happened in this game. Um, but whenever you got somebody to answer answer to, there's always a bigger fish, you know, no matter what. You got a boss to answer to. You got to make money. You got to make the right content. You got to, you know, put the right parts together, enter the right code, um, and then somebody's got to pay the price. Whenever it's screwed up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the thing that, that I wanted to ask you in the pre-show, um, like, like I said, lots of these, these, uh, these people that work on this game play it. I would assume almost all of them do. Um, whether it's, like I said earlier, actual gamer or just to play to see what you guys did. Um, after being let go, would you be able to pick up Destiny again? Um, oh man, because people like like uh, I think Hippie in particular was a player first, um, and I think I can't remember her full background or their full background, um, but they she was community they manager at Dragon Age. Okay, so was a community yeah. manager somewhere else, but yeah. but had played destiny mm -hmm. um and stuff like that so it's like after because after being like for me if i'm if i'm done dirty by like a, a fast food place if i order a thing 
and then I don't get what I want. And then I call them up and said, Hey, um, you guys messed up my order. And then they, they give me SAS. I'm like, okay, I'm never going back there again. Mm-hmm. And I might even almost like boycott the other locations for like a month or two, just till I cool off on that one thing. But like, yeah. if your career is, is working on this game and it was like a thing you, you, you really like to play and stuff like that. And then they do you dirty like this. And you're like, I I don't know if I'd be able to, it'd be, Ooh, it'd be tough. I guess it depends on how you view your work as a video game. Like if it's, if you look back on your, whatever you created in destiny and you view it as a work of art, you still had your hands in it. Now it's still you on the screen. So I think it's, people can still be proud of their work. and, And I would hope it still brings them happiness whenever people play the game. But man, would that be a bitter pill to try to swallow to go back and and play the game after you've been let go. Yeah. I mean, like they already know the story and they know what's going on. So maybe like they'd watch like a streamer play it just Mm -hmm. to see a reaction to it and then and be like, cool. I had my hand in that, you know, and I think that's where I'd I'd end up. I'd probably watch Dado stream his playthrough and (laughs) And then watch him do yeah. the the raid, and then uh, and then what happened after? Because they they're releasing stuff after the raids beat, and then be like, all right, cool, that's 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 my destiny storyline done. Um, I guess it'd be it's like how fast would I have moved on to a new job and be happy at the new job, right? Because if I'm still unemployed yeah. after you know six months to a year, I'm gonna be super oh. bitter. Oh, it just gets worse with time. Yeah. That one. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, now they, they, they say here at the end that in the weeks ahead, they'll be, we'll be hearing more about what's coming. And it's like, man, this is all things that, that have been worked on by the previous team now, because you guys already passed next season. You guys are like literally worth in finalization of the final shape. And it's been pushed out so you can do something additional to it. So any, any, I don't want to say twids, but any dev insights that come out based on content that's coming out next season and some of Lightfall or some of the final shape is, um, is for me going to be kind of, I don't want to say tainted in a way, but it's going to be like, I still attribute that to the previous people that you got rid of because they were there. They worked on this. So mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, I see that point there, but I know there's still people at Bungie that, bust their butt to make a quality game for us to go play and enjoy and 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 have a good have a good friday night raid with your buddies for like a you know sunday morning nightfalls like it's there's still a lot fun to having this and it still needs to be enjoyed because they still put in the work for it and people are steer they'll steer continuing to uh make a good game
Um, look, we're going to move on to this next uh, part of the podcast here about likes and dislikes. But the theme of, you know, this is not a good week. It's still going to be playing forward going along in this episode. So uh, my like for the week is that this last weekend, me and my wife played a decent amount of Destiny and enjoyed our time together. Like just the two of us. I guess um, there's not a lot of games out there that we could do that with. And um, we successfully, you know, two-man prophecy dungeon and completed what she's needed to get the Ghost Rider title. So she's she was like happy, you know, that we finished it on Sunday. She goes, man, that was a good weekend of Destiny to get all that stuff done that she wanted to do for the event. So, so the little moments like that, um, you know, if, if you're part of that, and somehow worked at Bungie and listen to this podcast. Like I thank you for that, for those moments. Um, it was a it was a good moment that I had this this weekend. Oh yeah, that definitely sounds like like a really good fun fun time for sure. Uh, too many prophecy. I think I think Jared and I have done that before a couple times maybe when when Ryan's been out or something and we're like that. And this is back when it was brand new, so we're like we need the drops. Um, but, uh, my, my like for this week, because, uh, I, uh, uh, well, it attributed to my dislike. Um, but, uh, I didn't have a lot of destiny time logged without, without the boys being on, but, uh, Mario, super Mario wonder came out and I a hundred percent of that, uh, Sunday, uh, I spent eight hours on the final level to get that crispy hundred percent. And it was a nightmare. And I'm absolutely happy I'm done with it forever. Although what you get for, for beating it is pretty great instead of a, so you know how there's like, like little sound effects and things like that for like the jump and like things like that. What they did is they instead recorded uh, a guy making the sound effects himself, like boing, boing (laughs) and like grabbing a coin and like, did, did all all the sounds for for literally everything that isn't voices or music he made it like they made they made the sounds and it's hilarious so i'm like i played through a couple levels with it and i'm like this is awesome no i'm done playing this game <laughs> but yeah no i got that i got that done uh first week um and uh it was it was a fun time if if a difficult time at the end um i've raged more on a video game that I have in a long time. I'm sure my roommates were like, why is he, what is, is, is iron banner going on right now? Or like he's, he's really cursing up a storm right now. And I was like, no <laughs> Mario, <laughs> it, dude, it was a solid seven to eight hours of me playing that final level one level. It was who you, uh, you gotta watch the playthrough. It's, it's horrific. Um, now my dislike is, uh, is the wife and I not playing a bunch of destiny. Um, if, if, uh, if I had a wife, uh, and we played destiny, I wouldn't be banging my head against the Mario wall. Um, and I might've, or I might've taken like a nice hour break to play some, some haunted stuff, but, uh, nope. Uh, instead, instead I got to slam my forehead against this desk over and over again for hours and hours and hours on end. Yeah. Um, 
we do got to like and dislike here for Fox. Um, hope he's resting up and doing well. His like is going to be uh, me and Chad. Like, he definitely likes us. And, and um, feeling is mutual most of the time. So. <laughs> uh, and then, clearly, I mean, it just, like, has to be Rona. You know, this is, I don't know what number of time around it is now. Um, it's basically uh, just like the flu. It's going to be around every year. Um, but I hope he recovers fast and uh, everybody in his family does well. Uh, my dislike of the week is Bungie selling the Sony. Um, as of now, Sony's the big bad in my eye um, and the reason for all this. But I, I know there's probably some reports out there that's saying otherwise, but uh, it's probably the Nexus event that caused all this. Oof. All right, um, Chad, I believe that takes us to lore. It, that it does. And uh, like I said last week, we're going through the Tales of the Forgotten Volume 3, 11 chapters at a time. Um, and it breaks up. It, it was like one solid story for the first third of the, the, the book. But uh, it's split into a little bit of sub stories to, to kind of give more background characters coming in here. But uh, we're going to start off again. How nervous, how terrified had I been when they told me he was here. Fragmented remains, nothing more. Even still, I nearly thought the knowledge, telling no one, nowhere, would drive me completely mad. But I could be trusted, they said. I could handle it, they said. So too, I said, and observed in silence and emplaced. For many nights I kept my watch, my distance. He would not see me, sense me, know me. I was determined, but then again, so was he. Thump, the thump, the thump. I heard it. The steady, soft beating, an unwavering drum, calling out, bidding me to follow. The pests, the wind, I told myself, cocooned in lackless supposition. I wished to be gone from here. But they trusted me, they said. I could handle it, I said. So too were they convinced and left me to my watch. The sound returned for me. Over and over and over, until it lost all patience and began to swell. Loud and round, it filled my head, roaring and resounding, the pulsing of a heart. I must see him, sense him, know him. How this thought entered my mind, I cannot say, but there it stayed eternally. The thump, the thump, the thump. I placed my hand along his cask. The thump, the thump. I held him there inside my hands and screamed into the thick, deep, dark. An excerpt from The Forlorn Heart. It wasn't hard for Amaru to find candy to steal, and it was even easier for Archie to find Marks willing to hand it over for him to transmit into his stomach cavity. The complicated part, they quickly discovered, was what to do with it after. Amaru's room was too conspicuous, too close to his minder, Instead, he searched for hidden niches throughout the tower. But the longer it took to find the next one, the longer Archie remained filled with candy. The extra weight slowed him significantly, and the effort to keep the candy from melting resulted in higher functioning latency. We gotta think smarter, not harder, Imaru finally admitted to Archie. We need to broaden this operation. Archie responded by rolling on the floor, his belly in the air, the candy wrappers crinkling inside of him. I was a scholar once. 
of vast renown among those beyond influence of the great machine. Here I told my house, see the truth and speak it with me. They refused, and so I left, unable to consume the bile of their belief. The wind was bitter, no hollow hot to warm me, the terror terrain full of danger, no scatter cape to shield me. I was alone, wasting beneath a blanket of snow. But then, in deepened slumber, they came to me larger than life, a shadow of stars that rose up around me and whispered my name in a crescendo that threatened to boil my brain. A roar of imperious inquiry surged in my veins, and when it finally subsided, only one question remained. What do I want? Knowledge. Percipience. Enlightenment. How simple, quaint, and predictable. The words rang in my ears like a gong. Then we will remake you to guide your path towards all knowledge, and you will be bound to a thousand deaths. On the last breath you will submit, claimed forever, made and unmade among the specter of the stars until the end of time. I did not have to think, did not have to see or speak. All I needed was to know. An excerpt from The Tragical Scribe. The bar of the ether tank was packed with the city's patrons, elixni or otherwise. The forlorn drinkers, the karaoke enthusiasts, the social gamblers. Spider casually listened to the fervor as he scrolled through figures on his datapad, calculating his fortunes. Neon light reflected along the silver snake design of the constricting shell disguise that Imaru wore. Archie trotted beside him as he approached. I have a proposition for you. Imaru said, but Spider simply continued to read. If I have to repeat myself, I'll do it, and you'll be my next in my collection. Spider replied, turned suddenly to face him, an empty ghost shell held tightly in his claws. You have no idea who you're messing with, Imaru sneered. Spider bent down to look directly at the ghost, eye to eye. Oh, I absolutely do. Now get out. Candy is the driving currency around here right now for everything, Amaru said quickly. I got the means to extract it. Adjust the economics for the city, if you will. But I need someone with access to storage. Lots of it. Spider paused for a moment. What's the cut? 15%. I'll also need tech for Archie here to quickly transmit the goods over long distances to a big facility, Amaru promised sweetly. 50%. Spider responded, 50% for storage? The tech, the storage, and everything that goes with it. You're out of your mind. 15, 60%. Take it or leave it. Amaru narrowed his iris. 50, 60, Spider said again and then turned to Archie. And what about you? You agree with this? Archie barked back excitedly and Spider steepled his fingers. Looks like we have a deal. It's the cutest cloak, Elsie. You have to see it. Anna gushed over her earpiece as she tinkered in her workshop. Her computer suddenly flashed with a notification and she frowned. You could dress that dog in a paper bag and he'd still be inconceivably adorable, Elsie said. The line was silent. Anna, are you still there? Elsie asked. Hmm. Anna responded, focused on the computer screen. Elsie laughed. I'll call back later. No, wait, Anna exclaimed, her brow knitted with worry. Sorry, I just... Something's wrong with Archie. Is he hurt? No, but I just got a diagnostics report from him. The second one today. I thought the first one was a fluke. She sighed. 
He must have had a bad subroutine running. I'm just going to have to do a full workup on him. What do the reports say? Lots of stuff, but the one constant is the chemical equations. Formulas and compounds, carbon-12, hydrogen-22, oxygen-11, ratios of crystalline carbohydrates, amorphous ones, carrageenan, invertase, theobromine. Individual these make no sense, but synthesized in certain sequences, it's candy? Amaru was analyzing their take for the day when Spider called. You think I'm stupid? Spider grumbled. I don't know what you're talking about, Amaru said coolly. The numbers don't add up. The load assessed from your canine is not what my lackeys are calculating in the warehouse. I ain't skimming from you. Maybe check your lackeys. These numbers keep coming in skewed and the deal's off, understand? Then you can kiss your 40% goodbye. Oh, and another thing. I keep seeing guardians go into the tower for their candy. Fix it, Spider demanded and hung up. Hmm. Maybe this isn't enough, Amara said to Archie. The dog looked at him quizzically. We're going to have to go bigger. And headless. Hey, Amaru called out. The walls inside the derelict creaked and groaned in response, shuddering as if the cobbed wa- cob- cobbled walls had suddenly ripped apart. He was alone. Amaru wandered through the ship until he stumbled on shelves of contain- containment glass that lined the walls. A jar held eyeballs that roiled slowly in a viscous liquid, they s- their stare following Amaru. There were hundreds of odd samples and organisms. Some could have still been alive, but he wasn't willing to find out. Up ahead, he heard an impossibly slow utterance. The infrasonic vibrations melded into a droning moan and swelling into something indescribable. The sound traveled toward him closer and closer, and then it stopped. Everything stopped. Maru turned face to face with the blood-red eye of another ghost. Get back! The red-eyed ghost complied. Its eyes seemed to bug outward from the grotesque and malformed patchwork shell that twisted and hunched to one side. The ghost hung lopsided in the air as if it was dragging the weight of the world. Is... is Drifter here? The ghost's iris rapidly flickered from red to blue in a hypnotic pattern. Guess I'll take that as a no. Uh, you, uh, got a name there, pal? The other ghost's eye immediately went solid red, its gaze still steady on Amara. Right. Uh, Drifter... Drifter has some goods on the headless ones. Mind if I borrow them? Anything you got. The ghost floated over to a container marked Cabal Brains and stroked the lid lovingly with its shell. No, Amaru yelped. No, uh, I don't need those brains. Nope, don't need those either. No, no, you can keep the eyes too. The silent ghost bobbed around Amaru and slid its flap down his shell. It pulled him close until it grazed Amaru's iris. You're busy. I'll come back. Never. Amaru whispered as he hurriedly released him and transmitted away. Back in the last city, Amaru and Archie reviewed their data on the headless ones from a computer terminal. I think this is everything. Drifter was a no-go, Amaru said. Archie whined in response. I don't want to talk about it. He he didn't have anything we could use. Look, we got ourselves Glint and Ido's research and the goods I snagged from the Guardian while in the field. There's plenty here to work from. Archie gave him a doubtful look. Amaru donned his eyeshell and sighed. You'll see. Now go find me some supplies. We got work to do. What do you think? Ido asked. Hopefully, as Mithrax placed her data pad on the table in front of him. They are good, he finally admitted. Really? He nodded. Especially the tragical scribe. To sacrifice one's freedom for boundless knowledge. 
It is a sorrowful yet so troubling tale. I believe everyone will enjoy these stories, including the hatchlings. But Ido, I must caution you. The description can be long sometimes, but I know I, I, but I think I can. No, you misunderstand. My apprehension is for you. You are a keeper of history and a seeker of truth. By publishing these stories, you conflate your name, your honor trust as a scribe with untruths. Ido frowned and considered for a moment. Why can't I do both? Mithrax sighed. Because history may not be able to tell the difference. Nightfall was never quite as dark when the last city celebrated the Festival of the Lost. Lanterns cast a pastel mosaic over the people. Glowing candles illuminated their offerings of the dead. A lone hunter wandered among the memorials and stopped to look at each one. Sometimes flowers, sometimes food, sometimes well-loved trinkets or handwritten notes of remembrance and love. Photos children's drawings. He watched an elixir mother place a delicate scrap of egg cloth, then suddenly kneel beside her. He felt the wax of the lavender-hued candle already in his hand, the wick clean and bright. He moved to light it, to place it among the offerings, and then he stopped. The hunter's expression was gentle, warm, as he held the candle out to the elixir mother. For your little one, he simply said. She hesitated and thanked him in her language. He abruptly left and continued on through the tower, wandering past the bazaar into the courtyard until he finally looked up and realized he was standing in the one place he hated to be. The memorials left at Amanda's workshop were too many. Too many for Zavala to count. He moved them aside, assessed the damage left by Colonel's rampage through the tower earlier that day. So many feathers, he mused. He pulled back a canvas covering... Amanda's belongings to clean up the broken candles scattered beneath. A container of nuts and bolts fell from the workbench. Zavala gasped as they rained down, and he rushed to collect them before they could roll away. He opted to place them in a drawer for safekeeping. And as he did, his fingers brushed up against a folded piece of paper. He opened it. A colorful drawing. Not of ships, not of adventure, but of a large blue titan and a smiling little girl. Tears welled in his eyes, and he held the drawing close. Can't sleep, a quiet voice asked. Zavala looked up to find Crow standing in front of him. I suppose I could ask the same of you, Zavala replied instead. Want some company? Zavala nodded and gently pocketed the drawing. He looked around in a covered workspace and the half-full mug of coffee, the single welder's glove, the data pads and blueprints, shop rags and tools. I always knew I'd have to face this task eventually. Tonight feels, well... Right, Zavala said. He lovingly picked up a spanner. I need to find a good home for her tools. Someone who will really appreciate them. Crow gave him a slight smile. I think I might know someone. So through all the candy shenanigans that Amaro's doing, it looks like there's a little bit of character growth happening, especially with uh, between Crow and Zavala. Um, but Zavala uh, is is very quickly... Um, I mean, compared to how quickly he dealt with the death of his uh, his son and uh, his last wife, um, which was probably a couple hundred years. Um, but this one, he's he's processing more healthily, I would say. So it's good to see that there's there's some some uh, some movement there in that respect for for Zavala. 
um, his grieving is, his process is moving along and it, it's cool to see that actually happening instead of just one day in like, he's just all of a sudden he's all good. No, it's good to see that there's, they're showing the progress that he's making throughout, throughout this story here. Yeah. Um, I would also, you know, it's a cynical part of me. It's like, after you've seen so much death, death means less to you, but, um, yeah, get over it faster. But yeah. All right. Uh, that takes us to, uh, the mailbag here. Um, you know, a little bit less of a mailbag, you know, Fox usually does most of this stuff to get it ready, but we're going to give it a go here. Um, question one, if season 23 is really going to be seven months long, do you think Bungie will release any vaulted content to help bridge the gap in the game until Final Shape finally releases? Hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I, I could say fairly certainly that the anniversary pack that happened with the delay of, of Witch Queen mm-hmm. was pretty much in the planning. So I'm pretty sure they were already working on it when they, they, they had it all like, they're like, okay, we have the loot, we have the activity, and we have the the area that you go where you talk to Zer and the horse. We have it pretty much done. So now we can announce a delay. And then later on, we can announce that something's coming out. Um, but this one came much more out of left field than that one did. Uh, so I'm hoping the answer is they already had like a raid mostly done. And they can be like, yeah, here's a raid. But... I'm I'm not going to be hopeful on that. I think it's going to be three to four months of getting some titles done. <laughs> you know, doing some master raid stuff that I haven't done yet. Um, playing raids over and over again to finish off some red borders. Yeah. Um, and uh, and playing some D and D with the with the the party. You know what I mean. So I'm going to not expect anything. And if something happens, great. If not, I didn't think it would anyway. Um, what came to mind to me was uh, Scourge of the Past. They've already like rebuilt part of the area. I was able to go to it uh, during season of the Splicer. Um, there's only there's not that much area to the Versh and like to recreate the boss arena. Um. I think if they they put that in, into the game of Witch the Gap, that'd be great. Um, like I don't even need a day one race. They could just they could be like, "Hey, it's back. Here you go. Here's here's a pacifier. This is what we was able to pull pull together. Yeah, just yeah. the last day. What's supposed to be the last day of the season? They're just like, here's yeah. scourge. Yeah, like don't even announce it. Just like announce it one Tuesday. In a patch note or something. Like, oh, hey, this is coming out this Friday. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, not even that. Like, just one random reset. It's there. It just shows up. It's out just of there. Yeah. Someone just loads into the helm and is like, hey, there's this weird thing on the left. 
Mm-hmm. Or no, it'd be in the Legends tab. It's like, yeah. I went to go play play uh, Crota with the homies. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, it would be cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and I thought if these are going to like undo a uh, seasonal activity, like everybody would probably want freaking Menagerie, but um, I would do Oof. the Sundial. I think Sundial would be best. Well, with... They have well, no, Mars. both the zones are gone. Both yeah. the zones are gone anyway. Yeah, and then Mercury, yeah. yeah. But it's like its own zone. It's not even on like Mercury, Mercury. It's in its own place. Yeah. Um, Because you had to load in and do your thing. And, and yeah, it, it was different Cause from... Because everybody, everybody wants those weapons back. Yeah, those weapons were, were cool. Yeah. I don't I know. Question. They'd have to do something crazy with Line in the Sand for, mm. for it to be good again. Cause like it was good because it was like the only real option for it, and it was good. But now it's like, well, we got other stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, question two: If you got fired from your job today, would you change industries or try to find something similar? Well, for me, um, the line of of work that I'm in, it'd be very easy to get another job at another place. So I would stay in that industry, but use, cause, cause I, I don't, I don't want to be in a place without a job, um, especially in California. Um, but I would use that first part of the, after I learned the job and can kind of do it just on autopilot. Um, cause since, since I'd be staying in the same zone, I'd be like, I already know the product and stuff like that. All I need to learn is their computer system. And that's, that's going to be easy. Um, I'd start looking at the career change after that. Once I have a job already solidly in place and I'm already working is then I'd start, you know, working on, on the side of figuring out something else. Um, Cause it'd be like at, at that point, the amount of, of time I've spent at my current place, um, the amount of, of, of blood, sweat and tears that I've put into this place. If they were able to just cut me, I'd be like, I know this place that I'm now at is going to do that at any point. So I'm going to do what I can to switch to something else. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit with this question here and, and just, I would just try to find a job to find someone I would want to work for. Um, I care more about who I'm working for than, uh, than the job itself. Um, so that's what I would try to find. Just a, just a good, working situation and uh, go from there. All right. You can only choose one ramen or pho. Ooh. Um, that's tough. Cause, cause I do, I do love pho. Pho is mm-hmm. delicious. It's great. And uh, the jalapenos that they give you are oh, excellent. Okay. Okay. But I would go ramen mostly because it has broth changes that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have a, a very big variety of toppings as far as proteins and stuff like that go. But uh, pho broth is really basically one thing. Uh, ramen, though, you can get like a miso broth, a pork broth, a seafood broth, chicken, beef broth. There's so many different bases you can do with just the broth. 
and then like it's just mish mishmash of combinations of of toppings at that point. So you have a bunch of you have what flavor is well, what is the soup and then what is the stuff you're putting in the soup. Um, so I think just based on variety, I would pick ramen. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. And, and another thing, I just like the consistency of ramen noodles over like the the mm, fun noodles, the glass um, noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I haven't had a lot of pho in my life. Only probably, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've had like legit uh, pho. So, um, that broth like is so good. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's so cold out now here. Like the cars are frosting mm. over in the mornings. And <laughs> it, when that sun goes down, it drops like 20 degrees. So it's 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 soup season, you know. And, and, and ramen and pho is right up the top of. Like wanting to go get so uh happy with both on a, on a cold day but man i could really your ramen you could add some uh, some spice to it get some like uh usually you get like a fried chicken cutlet on there or something it, yeah it's good good stuff all right question four uh is the D D stream still happening on saturday uh, this is a good question very good question. What I will say is, um, I asked Jared this earlier, um, and we're not sure. Uh, we're both feeling fine, but it really depends on on Mister Not Ryan Fox and Mrs. Mister Not Ryan Fox and how they're feeling um, come Saturday, um, because that's that's two out of I think there's seven of us. Yeah, no six. Seven of us, yeah. There's seven seven players. No, six players and a DM. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's and that's the start of the the campaign. Like, we're not at a point where we can just hang out at a bar and make like like gamble and do stuff on the side while we wait for mm. them to you know get better for a okay. week. You know, because we could spend like two hours just meandering about a town and and their characters are like sick in the game and just be like, all right, well. Since they're sick, we're just going to leave them at the inn and we're going to go, you know, romp around town and do go on an adventure in town, not like in a dungeon. Okay. But uh, at the beginning, you, you need you kind of need everybody there. So it, it depends on how they how they feel over the next two days. And as Jared pointed out to me, how their kids feel on those two days, because if their kids are feeling OK, but they're knocked out. Saturday night, it's like okay, they could, they could, they could probably do something, but if their kids are like napping for thirty minutes and then waking up, just miserable, you know, they're they they need to be taken care of. So it's that's more important than the the campaign. The campaign can wait a week or two. Not not a big issue. Yeah, um, if it's happening, I'm sure Fox will be streaming. If not, somebody's gonna be streaming it to YouTube, uh, and we'll make it happen. Um, will be a work in progress with that about like when to flip to certain screens, show a dice roll to show people's faces, see our reactions. Um, yeah, you know, quite amateurs over here, and uh, we'll do what we can to make it happen. All right, um, we're not going to pick numbers this week. That's Fox's thing. I feel bad doing it without him. You know, um, it does make him happy. Um, so if you guess 19 this week, you got it right because Fox <laughs> is out with the COVID-19. So 
That's the number of this week. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to say my goodbyes and let Jared end it. But uh, if you guys want to do any raids, um, if you guys want to, uh, you know, talk about what's going on in, in Discord, just, you know, throwing out messages in in, the, in there and uh, get a get a chat going about thoughts and or and or rants. It's, you know, it's a place for for everybody to talk about whatever, whatever they want to do. Um, but, uh, you know, we will we're still playing the game if people are on and if people want to enjoy it, we're still there. So definitely hit us up wherever X or, or discord or, or messages, bungee friend requests, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So it's November, you know, it's officially holiday season. So this next like a little more than two months, it's, you know, people are going to get busy. And also at this time of year, you know, season, seasonal oppression disorder, Starts to be on the rise and people get down. So, like, if, if you're feeling down and you're just feeling alone, well, guess what? There's usually one of us playing Destiny or playing another game. So you can go play with us. We don't have to talk. We can just be there if that's what you want. Or if you want to chat it up, just let us know. Uh, we'll be around. <laughs>